Hello and welcome to Today Anything Can Happen. My name is John Pelequin. I'm your other host, Liam Coffey. And today will be our first episode of this podcast. This episode is going to be our pilot, of course, and it's going to be a little bit different than our usual setup. For today, we plan to describe who we are, where we came from, some of our interests, and uh, some highlights of the past year that we had uh, in future podcasts. We plan to tackle more uh, more questions we have to one another, to one another yeah. and try to discuss yeah. what interests us in the world and why things are the way they are. We're probably going to have some like heated debates, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, it's gonna get <laughs> this is just going to be us like, just having conversations about stupid stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited about this. We, Me and Liam have been having so many debates all the time, and I think the internet just needs to weigh in on our like stupid debates. Yeah. The internet needs to tell John that he's just inferior in every way and that I always <laughs> have the right position no matter what. Okay. Alright. Uh, before we get started with uh, our big topic for today, we're just going to kind of introduce ourselves about, um, you know, where we come from, just so you guys can know what we're all about. And that way, in the future podcast, when we have debates about stuff, you'll know our backgrounds and maybe why we believe some of the things we believe. Um, so, like I said before, my name is John Pelequin. Um, please excuse maybe some technical difficulties that we may have in the future. Um, me and Liam, we go to two separate universities, so we're kind of working with, uh, university internet. Yeah. Make it public <laughs> university internet for me. Way used and it's awful. Yeah, I'm on the private university internet, and, um, I go to the George Washington University. I go to uh, I'm, UMass Amherst. Yeah, I'm live from Washington, D.C. down here, so we're, like, a good eight-hour drive away from each other. <laughs> um, but kind of a background, Liam, how long have we known each other, like, since kindergarten? Since kindergarten. I remember we had, uh, first time What was I the teacher's seen, name? Uh, what was her name? Lukomsky. Yes, Lukomsky. Yeah, Miss Lukomsky. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of memories from that. Do you, like, have anything? From kindergarten? Not really. I just remember... At one point, Miss Lukomsky was out, and she brought us to uh, the other kindergartner teacher, Miss Moyardi, and we went to her little loft up there, and we read a book together. That's the first yeah. memory I have of you. Dude, I remember that. Oh, my God. That was amazing. That was the start of this podcast. Was We probably disagreed on that book for, like, some kind of topic it was talking about, even though it might have been, like, just talking about dogs or something yeah, probably disagreed and... on something yeah um i remember in kindergarten like i think i like threw sand in someone's face i remember that for some reason like I, i'm pretty sure it I wasn't no me re- <laughs> it was not you it definitely wasn't you i forgot who it was though um but yeah that's kind of a little bit where we're coming from i think we're both we're both uh sophomores yeah, now both sophomores college um yeah we have a uh, different interests i'm on the uh the pre-medical track and uh, Liam, you're kind of on a different thing. Yeah, I'm going for uh, mechanical engineering as my major. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm liking it so far. Obviously tough. It's probably with you, yeah. same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah pre-med ain't easy, but um, I'm having fun along the way. Um, I'm a neuroscience major, so uh, that's really cool. I didn't think that they would actually have that major when I got here, but uh, my first year here at GW, they... Uh, they made a new major, so that was really cool. Yeah, um, for a small side tangent, has this major been around for a while? Because I've never heard of a neuroscience-specific uh, major. Because No, it is actually, like, growing rapidly, but it is very much new. I mean, like, the, f- the field of neuroscience is new itself, like, never mind the major. Because um, neuroscience is, one of my professors put it pretty well, it's basically imagine if if chemistry, biology, and psychology had a child. That's neuroscience, oh. and it's focused around like the nervous system. So it's like it's a lot of biology, a lot of psychology, also some chemistry in there. But it's it's a big mix of everything. The other thing um, I was wondering is, yeah. since 
I know that you would love to be a neurosurgeon in the future. Yeah. Are all, like, neuroscience majors looking to be a neurosurgeon, or are they, like, looking for science and research, oh, that sort of thing? No, 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 yeah, there's a, there's a, a big chunk are pre-med, um, but it doesn't mean necessarily that they want to be neurosurgeons, um, it's just that they have a particular interest in studying neuroscience, so, like, you can also go to med school and just become a neurologist so basically you help in diagnosing like patients with neurodegenerative diseases and stuff like that um but not necessarily surgery or anything um well like you said before like a good chunk do research um that's like a big part of the neuroscience major is because it's just there's so much of the brain that's undiscovered i think it's like we know don't quote me on this i know it's probably wrong i think it's like we either know 10% or like 40%, somewhere around that area. So it's it's like 90 to 60% of the brain is still like undiscovered territory in terms of like how it works. Yeah, that's just crazy. And, and where th- functions and the the uh, the bio comes in connection with. So it's like, it's, it's very complex. Um, it's very interesting. It's very fun. I appreciate the field and I'm excited to see where it kind of goes, you know, I don't know. You see, I, I, I'm interested in almost all sorts of STEM. My problem is that, like, your neuroscience and stuff, it's a bit too squishy biology for me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that much a fan of biology. I, I wouldn't call it, it squishy. I mean, I mean, I'm like, you're all math, so I, like, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not very much computational, but, like, still, like, I guess, I guess what you're saying is okay. But, I mean, like, math is hard and boring no offense to engineers no engineers hate math too we we prefer the (laughs) application of it and we much prefer physics over math but you know i mean like gotta use it just i am scared for physics like all right we don't want to go on too much of a side tangent but i'm just saying like next next year i have to take physics and i haven't taken a physical science yet like ever not even in high school so the first off, the public school system has like failed that. Oh yeah. The fact that I haven't taken a physics. I, I don't know how that was allowed. That's just yeah unforsaken. Yeah, but anyway, we're gonna move on. Um, the big thing we have for today, we are going to kind of give you more about ourselves by doing a thing that might be too late, but we're gonna be doing like a top five from moments of 2019 for us. I know it's February, but. Um, you know, January kind of flew by, oh, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know if you agree with that, but... Big time. With the big vacation we had from college, you know, getting home, yeah. resting, yeah. then all of a sudden, boom, you're into classes, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, this is coming a yeah, bit late, sure. but we wanted yeah, to do this for a while. It's time to, it's time to reflect, I think, in my opinion. I think we need to, like, kind of look back and reminisce about the past year, even though it's February 8th now is when we're recording this, so... Let's uh let's reflect a little bit. Um, so Liam, do you want to start off with uh, number five? All right, number five. Now, just to preference this, my list yeah. is more of like personal events that happened, and not really okay. like news events or other things that happened that I enjoyed or were impacted by. Oh yeah, same for me. Same yeah, for me. so I just wanted to make that clear. Also, John, so, sorry, audience, but yeah, the audio for me just, like, clips in and out of John, so it might be interrupting <laughs> him. I have no clue. Like, No, no, I was just saying the same for me. Like, uh, a lot of my top five moments are going to be personal, like you were saying, rather than, like, current events or big news things that happened. All right. So kicking it off at number five, a very steady number five. So uh, it was June this year. And me and my family, for the longest time, have been going to Hampton Beach for vacations. I absolutely love Hampton Beach. It's it's like a honky-tonk oh, yeah. town on a beach. Oh, yeah. White sand. <laughs> the tobacco law was 18. It was very lax there. <laughs> okay, Liam, let's... Uh... <laughs> it, it's a very nice place. But uh, anyway, we've always saw that they have a sand sculpting contest like on uh, the summer solstice. And I've always wanted to go, but it's like, I'm in school, you know, during high school and stuff, it's, it's not really possible, but since last year was, you know, our first full year in college, we get out a bit early, we get out, I get out in May at least, and, uh, we decided to go down. Yeah, I get out in May. 
we decided to go down to Hampton Beach, and it was a beautiful day spent with my family. I brought my dog, my Irish wolfhound Tully, to the beach for the first time. He loved it. He played in nice. the sand and water. It was hilarious. And, you know, we saw these great pieces of art that I was yep. amazed. I, I would never be able to do anything like that. I don't have any <laughs> of that skill. Yeah, no art skills in the STEM field. And, yeah, f- oh, John, I have words for you. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's, that's for right. another episode. But uh, it, it was a very nice day, and it ended off with uh, watching fireworks while listening to a cover band pla- play uh, Chicken Fried. So I was like, nice. good song. very good day. So that's my number five. Okay. Um, so for my number five, I uh, I got a job over at uh, Six Flags New England over the summer. Uh, Liam is giving me this look like, why is this on your top five right now? It's true. Um, uh, don't worry, I'm going to explain. So basically why I put Six Flags on the top five of my list is because I feel like I got out of my comfort zone in terms of um, act, like different work space, like work environments, different activities that I usually do over the summer. Because like over the summer, I'll usually be doing something that I feel like will be, I don't know, um, that I personally thought would be helpful for my future career, which end up will most likely be surgery, hopefully. Mm. Um, but I feel like Six Flags had a different um, character building aspect that I just that I really appreciated because um, this job that I did when I went in um, I was basically the janitorial staff of oh, Six Flags yeah um, so I don't really need to explain the details of being in the janitorial staff of an amusement park um, but the thing that I really appreciate is that I feel like there's a lot of character building in that, you know, Mm. like, um, I feel like out there, I don't know, I'm not calling out anyone specifically, but I feel like there's people who, who never like get their hands dirty in life. You know what I mean? They, there's not a lot of, (laughs) not calling you out, Liam. I mean, like, I feel like it's important to have good work ethic and to, um, never forget about the little guy because there's like people who do that for a living for the whole life you know that like that do that kind of work and i'm never gonna like i'm never gonna forget that like being in that environment and in that field for a whole summer quite literally wiping people's vomit after they go on a roller coaster was a lot of character building um i I wouldn't be able to do that sorry man it's just no matter how much money I make in the future, no matter where I end up, I'm never going to forget that experience. And I feel like it's going to be a grounding thing to always never get my head too big, you know, like never to um, never forget that. That like, I don't know how to put it, but, um, you know, it's humbling, very humbling. It's, it's humbling, exactly. Thank you, thank you for uh, for finishing that. But yeah, uh, Six Flags is definitely a number five for me for 2019. Quick question: How much did you get paid for that? Minimum, <laughs> like minimum wage. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like I didn't get bonuses for having to do that kind of work. No, it's it's minimum wage, and that's like I think even like a bigger thing to that says about that, and like. Massachusetts doesn't exactly have the highest minimum wage either, so it's like... I would argue it's one of the higher ones, but still. It's one of the higher ones, but it's... I mean, the federal is like $7. But no one follows the federal. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but that could be a conversation we have another day, so... um, Yeah, let's move on. Alright, so... That means it's my turn for number four hypest moment of 2019. Oh, boy. So... This one was a little bit different for me. I went camping with my roommate Rob and some of our nice. friends, uh, Sam and Cam. And yep. I haven't been camping since like Boy Scout, Boy Scout days, like way back. And oh yeah, even then, you know, I, I ended up dropping out of Boy Scouts because, you know, I, I I enjoyed the camping aspect and you know working hard, but 
it, it just wasn't my fit. I know that mm-hmm. you're you were a Boy Scout, and yep. you know, of course, you, Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout <laughs> can never yep. forget that. But for for me, titles aren't every. Yeah, for for me, <laughs> camping was like a shock to my system, especially bringing Rob camping because he never camped ever in his life. And yeah, if you don't know Rob, he is. Uh, I love you, Rob. Love you, Rob. He is not the what you would call the outdoorsy type. Nope. By the way, Rob, mutual friend of both of ours, uh, known him since forever. For me, I think since preschool. Very cool guy. <laughs> we could talk about the uh, beef that me and Rob had. It for me and Rob's relationship, it went from like the ultimate, like, like I don't even know, like. We were arch enemies, pretty much. We were arch enemies. And then, like, it turned into this, like, really nice friendship. But we, we will talk about that another day. Rob will probably end up uh, being a guest on our podcast at one point. I hope so, since he's stuck in this room most days with me. Maybe he'll <laughs> stop by. But um, continuing on the camping trip. So it was very nice. We were at uh, October Mountain State Park in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, which, by the way, we're both from Massachusetts, the western yep. part, and yep. we went camping from Memorial Day weekend, pretty much, and it was a very fun time. It was beautiful out there. There were rivers, oh, yeah. brooks, beautiful uh, foliage and stuff, but pretty much it was just teaching Rob how to camp was actually a, a very much a learning experience, because it's not like... He's an imbecile, of course. It's just, no, people have different experiences. They know different things. And this was out of his comfort zone. But he was really passionate about getting out there. And seeing that and telling him, like, how to start a fire, how to cook for people, how to hike properly and not get hurt, you know, was a very fun time. And uh, Mm -hmm. two highlights of that trip were uh, on the second night, uh, all you could hear was owls and stuff. And right as soon as uh, my buddy Sam and Jimmy went to go down to shower at the little shack, there was just a pack of coyotes out there. So I had to get my lantern oh. and the, oh. the hatchet, and I was, I was just looking out there because we could hear them. And me and Rob were like, okay, what do we do? Uh, we're just going to sleep in the tent now and hope they come back fine. Oh, no. They were fine. And um, the, the other highlight is we went fishing. Uh, okay. On this little lake, and oh I, yeah, I think I know about this. <laughs> there were some very interesting characters, I'll say, that were like trying to hit on us and offer us alcohol and stuff, and we were like, "Please no, please get away." And it was just very weird, but a funny weird. <laughs> and of course, I was the one who caught the, ba- the biggest bass of the day, so nice. I like that. So yeah, that's awesome. That was my nice little camping story. Cool. Um, so, my number four is, by the way, that was a lovely camping story. I know there's some more uh, detail to that camping trip that we should definitely talk about in a future episode. Oh, yeah, I know. Especially about the thing, what was that, what's the name of the, like, ghosty thing that you guys talked about? Oh, a skinwalker. Yeah, I never heard of Because you brought this up, I have to tell the synopsis. I have to tell you the synopsis about that is, uh... Okay. We were driving, we accidentally turned onto the Appalachian Trail, and we saw a skinwalker. That's all you're getting for now. Okay. Well, uh, I, I still am iffy on whether or not I believe about, I believe they're even real, but, um, we'll get into that later. Anyway, um, my number four is kind of another character building (laughs) scenario. Um, so, it was... I can't exactly give you a day or a time or even a month in which this happened. Um, but it was in 2019. That's all I remember. <laughs> um, but it was the moment that I decided that I needed to take a gap year after I graduate college before I go to med school. Um, Makes sense. It was kind of a big deal for me only because like, before I came to college, I, I like, always had this vision, this, like, plan in my mind, like, all right, high school, graduate, go to college, get my degree, then go right into med school, like, right after. No breaks, no no time off, just go. 
and when you have that in your head, like, because I've known I wanted to be med- go to med school since, like, middle school, I think, or even, like, elementary school, so it's been a long time. Um, and when you kind of come to a realization with yourself that, no, that entire path you've been thinking about forever is wrong and it's not the best thing for you, it's, like, hard to kind of make yourself realize that. Um, and so for those who aren't on pre-med tracks or don't really have a good idea of what I mean by, like, taking a gap year, so basically, like, instead of applying next year to med school, my junior year, um, I'll be applying my senior year. So that means there'll be, like, a full year before I actually go into med school where I can relax or it'll give me more time to do more clinical work or more research or you know, make money so I could pay for med school. Um, But I realized, like, not only do med schools now prefer students who take gap years, maybe even multiple gap years. Really? um, I just also realized within my... Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Um, If you look at, like, the average ages for, like, med school applicants, it's, like, now, I think, 25 or 24, something like that. Um, so applicants who have taken a couple gap years, um, I know a lot of, a lot of my friends here at GW are also taking gap years and they've given me their opinions on it. And a lot of those opinions have helped me come to the realization that it's something I need. Cause you know, like when you're working, like you're just like frying your brain for four years in college, oh, yeah. you just need that. You need that relaxation before you like basically dedicate your life to becoming a becoming a medical like doctor you know what I mean so it was a big moment for me in 2019 it made me take a breath it made me realize the actual path that I need to take um and I'm excited for the future I'm excited that I came to that realization with myself so that was a big moment for uh, 2019 yeah I can see why yeah so yeah that's my number four. That's your number four? All right, so I guess it's time for number three. This is a... Number three? This is a big one. This one right. could have been even possibly number one, but it's oh. not quite there. Uh, All right. little backstory before. Uh, I am here at UMass Amherst, and I'm part of the UMass Amherst rocket team. And... Pretty much this means that we uh, we build rockets for a NASA competition where we launch yep. them in Alabama and they have to deploy a payload and stuff. They have to go up, parachute down, and uh, and, and deploy the, the UAV, a little drone that we made. And pretty much... Uh, a UAV? Yeah, UAV. Unmanned Aerial Vehicle. Oh, that's what that stands for? Yeah. You know, like oh. Black Ops... UAV. I don't, yeah, I only know UAV from like Call of Duty. Oh. <laughs> so I expect like a mini map on your screen and like. <laughs> I mean, technically, hostiles. we did have a little map from it, you know? No way, really? Yeah, yeah, a little That's controller awesome. with the map, and we're like, okay, we see where we are. So it's technically That's awesome. right. But. <laughs> nice. The trip to Alabama, like. It, in many ways, was one of the most unique experiences in my whole life. So, this is a project we've been working on, like, since I got into college. Straight up, first couple weeks of college, I saw that there was an email to join the Rocket Team. So, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll apply. I was very lucky, and I was uh, chosen to be part of the team. And, basically, from that day on... I'm building a rocket. We have to write yep. hundreds of pages worth of paperwork. We have to assemble a rocket. We have to overcome challenges. It's it's very interesting. But the real turning point was in December, our rocket we launched up near Lake Champlain in uh, Vermont. And the rocket went up beautifully. A beautiful smoky trail. Then it came down at about the same speed. <laughs> crashing into the ground, shattering (laughs) to no recognizable pieces. And it was definitely a low, a low for me in, like, my life. Not the low, obviously, it's a piece of material, but it hurt. It hurt seeing that 
you know, get destroyed. Yeah. But we buckled down, and in two weeks, we built a new rocket. Wow. We launched it twice, once in Maine, once on the frozen Lake Winnipesaukee, which was an otherworldly experience. Honestly felt like I was on, like, Pluto or something. It was wow. amazing. And That's awesome. So I'm riding this high, and I'm going down to Alabama. We're having a great road trip, stopping at all the states, getting some food, you know, real Nashville hot chicken, real brisket, nice. good southern food. And I'm down there in Alabama. We're doing great. We launch, and I got to say, it was a beautiful experience seeing our rocket go up and come down perfectly. That's awesome, dude. It wasn't able to deploy the drone, sadly, but the drone was operational. But yeah, very much a high for the year. So that, that's no, my I, number three. I, so we don't only, I mean, Liam and I don't only talk via podcast, mm. as that's probably pretty obvious. So I, from all the times that we've chatted before, like I could tell that this was a big deal for you, oh, like absolutely. especially just Rocket Club in general is something you're very passionate about and that's something I admire about about you Liam uh-huh. is that uh you don't you don't spread yourself too thin. Oh, yeah. You're kind of you're you're kind of someone who you you pick something but you don't you don't move around and I think that's something that isn't appreciated as much as it should be, you know. You 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 stick around wherever you are. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I think that's something to to acknowledge and i think that um this was a big deal for you because i know uh late night i'd be like hey liam wanna wanna hop on the house party and, and chat i'm just doing some homework you'd be like nah man rocket club <laughs> like and i'm like oh yeah this is a this is a big deal for him yeah. like, i could tell i i, I honestly there's plenty of times he called and i was like ah oh, shit i'm in I, i'm in rocket club because if it was yeah. anything but Rocket Club, if I was doing homework, of course I'd be talking with you. You're like, of course, of, you're like yeah, one yeah. of my best friends, man. But uh, yeah. it's it's one of those situations where it's like I I get a little uh, focused. I'm a very driven man, and yeah, once I'm invested, you can't pull me out. That's right. No, that's and that's good. Um, but yeah, that's a it's a big moment for your year, definitely. Um, and I I was kind of noticing that along the way via rejections of house I'm not salty no, I'm just no, that's all the <laughs> I, mean, I, know, um, I know how you well, really feel John <laughs> okay okay um, I'm gonna move on to my number three um, I'm sure this is probably on your list <laughs> I think you know what I'm about to talk about oh, um, so m- just as context um, Liam and I uh, we're part we're, we're two guys who do podcasts but we also have uh kind of this like smaller group of close friends a sphere um, of influence if you will yeah uh perfectly balanced as all things should be uh there's <laughs> and we go on these uh these fun trips over the summer um <laughs> to different places where where have we been now Liam? Uh, like well the first rhode one island. was in rhode island uh yeah yeah, yeah. we also hit up the, uh, the cape house of course Dude, the cave house. Or right, we have to tell that story eventually. Especially the one with um, where like I like rose in my sleep and like when the electricity went out. Yeah, the- and then um, <laughs> who was the guy? Who was the guy on the ghost tour? What was his name? The, oh, the guy who like it starts with a D, right? It wasn't Dwight. It was like oh, I know Devin, God, not Devin. Dang it! What was it? it- Damien. Was it Damien? Derek. No, Derek. 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 Um. My boy Derek leading the ghost tours. He was actually a part of like a ghost hunting, like group that was on TV. I don't think it was like the act. Was it the actual ghost hunters? Like I, I don't, I don't. Remember. It was. It was like one of the TV shows. It but, was. Um, yeah. It that was a great story. We're gonna share eventually. Um, maybe when we have a debate or a conversation about ghosts and which, by the way, of, we have proof they exist now. We do. We do have actual audio of an actual ghost so if you're interested in hearing something like that we will play that eventually um like no one was around us no one none of us said anything it was yeah but we'll we'll get back to that anyway so my number three is one of our trips in 2019 we went to rhode island for a second time um our good friend jake 
um, who will probably make an appearance on our podcast soon, well, has we'll like a, a little camps, little camper down there, um, and it wasn't. I would say like obviously the trips are always good in general. Like oh, yeah. there's nothing bad about these trips, but the reason that ended up on as number three on my list is because of one of specific moment uh, in the second Rhode Island trip we had last year. Um, it was one night I had it written down because like I remember it in my head visually, but there was one night we were by, we had, a, we had a fire going. Um, mm. and I remember, I think we were definitely making s'mores that night, but I remember looking up like at the sky, I would just, all right, I'm just going to like physically put myself back in this situation. Yeah. So like I was sitting on the chair leaning back and i was just like looking up into the sky it was that i remember specifically the sky that night had like i think every star in the universe was visible it was so so many stars that night um and i remember thinking like about happy places Uh and what my happy place is and i believe wholeheartedly that everyone has a specific happy place like if you were to just give someone a a piece of paper and a pencil they could just draw like a place where nothing else matters and that they can live in the moment in that location um so maybe for their viewers back home how about you guys think of your happy place and kind of reminisce about that Um, Mm -hmm. because i feel like it's kind of therapeutic to to think about your happy place at times, uh, maybe even drawing it on a piece of paper and making you think about those times. But I remember thinking, like, with you guys there, by a nice fire, um, just nice, good music. We Our preferred group music, by the way, is classic rock. Oh, love for that sure. stuff. Um, so there was some nice classic rock playing, and... I was just looking up the sky and I was like, this is it. Like if I ever need to think clearly, if I ever need to just clear my head and relax and be therapeutic about my um, spiritual self, I guess you could say, it's just in that moment. And I realized, wow, I'm going to remember this. And like, I'm not going to forget about that. And I'm going to want to go back and we will go back. We're going back. And I will go back to my happy place and kind of, think again um because my mind was very open at that moment and i could think clearly and it was just really nice it was a really nice moment especially and it wouldn't have been the same if i was by myself i could confidently say that um you guys there were definitely part of that happy place so yeah that was that was my number three um and that was a good number three uh make just thinking about that again yeah but yeah solid number three in fact so solid that it's my number two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice <laughs> so pretty much same situation uh, a little more context it is like a camping trailer uh, in a nice little reserve area for other camping trailers and yep. has a fire pit nice grill it's not that far Remember from the, the M&M oh the creepy M&M the creepy M&M <laughs> looks like it's made out of a landmine and has like pipes for arms and like scary eyes He's one of my desktop Literally a dead landmine as an M&M. Yeah. Like, who who comes up with that? Unique, like, unique people. <laughs> that, that, only in Rhode Island. Yeah. You heard it here first. Only, only those in Rhode Island. Rhode Island rednecks, you know, those very few. <laughs> I have friends in Rhode Island who will probably listen to the who live in Rhode Island, who will live, listen to this podcast and probably say something about that. <laughs> <laughs> the landmines in Rhode Island. I respect Rhode Island. One of my oh, yeah. top Big five states. For oh yeah, for sure. But uh, let's see. There's a few things that uh, I really enjoyed. So, um, obviously, sitting by the campfire always great. But also, oh, yeah. also, just us playing poker on like a nice night in the RV. Maybe a little yes. rain dribbling down. You know, playing classic rock. I remember at one point. Yeah. It was uh. I want to say, it was a Seeger song. I don't remember which Bob Seeger song, but um, 
I don't remember. Probably probably against the wind or something. I don't know, but it, it just felt real nice playing with you guys uh-huh. poker. I was winning, obviously, until I wasn't. Hey. John. Yeah, no, I, I, I always come back, dude. I always come back. Like, yeah, I always bail him out <laughs> at some point, and then that becomes... Bail me yeah, out? Yep. Okay, all right. Then you bail we'll me out. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> it was just... That was such a nice night. I loved it yeah. so much. And uh, was it this Rhode Island trip that we went to uh, the casino? It was, yes, yes. So, our first time at a casino because... First time. Yeah, because it's the Rhode Island, the gambling age was 18, and, you know, oh, yeah. we decided, you know, we're not going to be serious spenders or anything, but, you know, see what it's like. You got to experience yeah, it. Yeah, full disclosure, we did not illegally, like, enter a casino. It is legal for 18 and up yeah. to go into a casino <laughs> in Rhode Island, so uh, it was all fun and games. Uh, <laughs> my, my favorite part... Well, there's two favorite parts. My favorite part was uh, when we walk in and Rob, who doesn't have a driver's license... <laughs> oh my god, wait, yeah, I remember that moment. stopped by the bouncer guard. Literally, he got bounced. Almost got bounced. And the, the, <laughs> we all show this guy our driving's license because we all know how to drive. We're, we're competent <laughs> people in society. But Rob is like, I got a fishing license. The guy's like, dude, that, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to pull out his uh, his school card, and I had to vouch for him, like, yes, I uh, he's my roommate, we're the same age, you know? I'm so surprised that bouncer, like, let him in. Like, I think if he was by himself, there's no way he Absolutely was getting Absolutely not. It, it was the fact that he was with us, because, like, it, it, was a, it was a fishing ID, right? Yeah, it's fishing license. Like, I... I don't think they're actually supposed to, like, accept that. So, like, <laughs> it, it was the fact that he was with us. Otherwise, like, he would have been kicked out for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing is pretty much all we did was play some slots. And uh, I ended up yeah. playing the roulette because in one of my uh, oh yeah in one of my classes, I was learning about uh, statistics and probability of roulette wheels. And... Like, I figured out that, through some coding, actually, that if I put money on black and, like, a black number, that's one of the highest, uh, like, probabilities you can do. And I ended up winning over $100 by putting, like, five bucks or so on uh, black 13, and it was amazing. That was crazy. And I think it was was black 13, too, because I remember, like... I was talking about that superstitious 13, number 13. I'm like, dude, how did you pick that number? And then it's my favorite you number. went out there and, and won. Do you remember when we were there and, like, we were playing? It was, like, me and you. And then, like, the guy next to us was dropping, like, thousands of dollars into this roulette table. Yeah, it was crazy. I, like, I do not understand how that man has that much money just to throw away pretty much. He was, Yeah, he was literally just throwing it in the toilet because there's no way he had strategy i'm pretty sure he was day drunk and like yeah oh, definitely it was just like who are these people <laughs> you know but yeah they saw me walking away with a hundred bucks real happy and they're probably like yeah what's that guy's deal <laughs> look at this loser with a hundred dollars like i'm just gonna go ahead and drop in 10 grand right now through that table that was nuts i was so that was an interesting first time at a casino and like we were also way too scared to go to the card table games like blackjack and, and poker and stuff yeah. like that. Because when we play um, together, it's sort of more or less house rules. Like, I, I know how to play, we know how to play, you know, Texas yeah. Hold'em and stuff pretty well, but we're not really yeah, sure yeah. about the specifics, and we were like, eh, I don't want to be the noobs. At we the have table. our own house rules. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dealer, um, can you play by our house rules? <laughs> the uh, The Rhode Island camping house rules, like... They're, they're totally different, but they're fair. They're yeah, fair. they're fair. Whatever gets us money, that's what the rules are. <laughs> it's pretty much what happened. Um, but, yeah, I remember, like, we were preparing, too. We were, like, let's, like, practice playing blackjack and stuff. And we're, like, and then we never ended up actually playing blackjack or anything. And I was, like, wow. But yeah. it was scary. It was very scary. M- maybe next um, time. Maybe. Yeah, maybe next time. But, yeah, that, um, but yeah that, let's move on. That's my highlight for uh, number two. Rhode Island number trip. Number two. All right. So my number two. Um, this is a big deal. 
um, oh. Avengers Endgame. Oh my! I'm just gonna straight out and say it. Yeah, that's your number two. Um, you value that, that over our friendship? Two. Wow. No, a, uh, there's joke, actually the more. There's <laughs> there's more context to Avengers Endgame than just the movie itself. So, um, actually, funny story. Um, I surprisingly and unpredictably got my mom into watching all the Marvel movies. <laughs> like she, ha- I'm pretty sure she has never enjoyed a superhero movie ever. And then one night I was just eating dinner and I was just watching Iron Man and she happened to also be there watching it. And then I remember like it was towards like two thirds of the way in. It was like 11 p.m. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. I'm kind of tired. And surprisingly, she like finished the movie without me. And then the next morning I got a text. It was like a gif of Iron Man at the end of the movie saying like i am iron man and then like she was just like getting all excited about how good this movie was and i'm like um mom there's like 22 more of these movies and she just like her jaw just dropped and she's like what i don't have time to watch all those movies and then like she enjoyed it so much actually that she changed her mind and we watched um, we didn't watch them all okay, in one day. Good, I was gonna say like, that'd be... it was it was throughout the entire summer that we watched all twenty three movies in order or um, in order, uh, not not chronological order. We watched them in release date order. There are two differences. I can go over those anytime with anyone. <laughs> I know both orders. Um, uh, for those who don't know, I'm a huge Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Oh yeah, um, he is. So. I know just about everything to those movies, and it was really nice kind of thing to to do that with my mom, and um, that kind of made Endgame really special. Um, I uh, full disclosure though, I saw Endgame before I saw it with her, mm. um, because I went to opening night of Endgame, and I was still here at school, and there was no possible way I was gonna have to get it spoiled for me, just cause like, that would have been very devastating. So I went to the release night of Endgame. It was... It, it, and taking away the factor of watching with my mom, just focusing on the movie, it, people... I have I have very good friends, very close friends here. I'm going to call them out, Jackie, Lizzie, and, and Dharma. Um, they, uh, they don't understand why I'm obsessed with these <laughs> movies. I have yet to explain it to them, why I'm obsessed with these movies. Um, but... I've I've watched these movies since like the beginning when they were first being released like back in 2008 with Iron Man and then I I remember specifically going to see Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014 with my cousins. I remember going to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in theaters with Rob. I remember going to see um Spider-Man Homecoming. I remember like seeing a lot of these movies in theaters. Um these were basically like my childhood movies and being in college, kind of like a full adult, when that movie kind of concluded Iron Man's character arc and Captain America's character arc and almost completing Thor's, but not yet because there's going to be a fourth Thor movie now. <laughs> um, the big three guys. Um, like, it was just... It was like your childhood coming to a character arc end. Oh, yeah, I felt that It was too. a big deal. Um and that made me it was a very nostalgic movie because they also went back in time to past moments from past movies and just seeing all that it was a teary-eyed moment um it it i would say it increased even my my appreciation for the movies it increased my love for the for the universe for the characters and it was the moment that I realized when I saw that movie, like, everyone has a hobby, I feel yeah. like. Like, everyone has, like, a thing that they're not studying necessarily, per se. Like, so besides studying neuroscience, I've always tried to find a thing. I feel like I've never had a thing, like a hobby. Um, and I realized this is it. Like, I realized this is my thing. Like, this is what I enjoy when I'm not working. It's watching these movies, reading the books, you know, appreciating the characters, listening to people's theories on YouTube. Like, this is what I enjoy. And, like, if I wasn't pursuing medicine, maybe I would pursue something in, uh, 
related to like um, the Marvel universe in terms of maybe pursuing something with the movies or with the comics or the characters or whatever. We we're actually going to be doing a future episode of what we would do if we weren't studying what we're studying now. Yeah. So stay tuned for that because that'll be coming later. And also probably um, an episode on Marvel in general, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, movies in general, maybe Marvel. So stay tuned for that where I will probably go in depth with some of the characters. But um yeah, Avengers Endgame was a huge moment for 2019. I'm I'm grateful that the char- that the actors and the producers and the whole team over there did such a wonderful job, I think in my opinion, completing it. Um and I'm I'm really excited for the future of where this universe is going. Oh, same. Um now the Eternals are coming, which is pretty cool. Uh Fantastic Four is coming. There's there's so many great groups that are coming to this universe and I couldn't I could not be more excited, man. I'm just, I'm so hyped. Um, but yeah, that was, that's definitely my number two. Uh, watching those movies with my mom and Avengers Endgame kind of ending that, uh, that character arc and that, my childhood arc, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. before I move on to my next choice, I gotta say, I, I have to build on to Endgame story because I, I have it on my short list, my top ten moments of the year. It sadly did not make the final list, but very much possibly one of my top movies of all time. Definitely up there. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, similar story to John, uh, me and my mom, my mom and dad both are pretty, uh, like, they were comic book fans. They know all the superheroes for the most part. Somehow, at times, even more than me. Even my sister. My sister, surprisingly, very smart when it comes to the whole Marvel and DC universes. And... So, as, it's family tradition to go and see literally all of these movies. And, nice. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, the thing was, my dad, for some reason, I don't know why, he really did not like uh, the Sp- new Spider-Man movie. Far From Home? Uh, Far From Home and Homecoming. I, like, I've tried to ask him why so many times, but he never really told me. He just was really huh. disappointed with those. Which is funny, because... <laughs> Like, Spider-Man's one of his favorite uh, uh, superheroes, but he much prefers the original Spider-Man, like, trilogy. You know those? With, like, uh, with Tobey Maguire. I'm pretty sure, yeah, the ones with Tobey Maguire. But Those are good. So, big, big, uh, sp- a big superhero family, and we've been watching them in theaters since, I want to say, Iron Man 2. I do not remember, but... Uh, Come to the theater, you know, to watch Endgame. We're watching it. We sit down, and the ending scene, which we all know, Iron Man yeah. dies. No spoiler at this point, you know. Yeah, no. If you haven't seen it at this point, just shame on you, honestly. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Iron. Man. Rest in peace, Iron Man. And I was emotionally moved. I, I did not cry, but my. Uh, I did. Okay, maybe a little, <laughs> a little almost cry, but I did not cry. You, unlike you, you very weak man. Oh, yeah. But thanks. Anyway, my the, the the highlight was my mom, who I've been watching these movies with so long, turns to me, eyes full of water, and says, <laughs> "Liam, Liam, is Red Man really dead? Is and Red at, Man dead?" At that point, <laughs> I had to shake my head. I said, "Yes, mom, Red Man's dead." And then at that point, I started to actually cry a little, and I was like, "Oh, no. this oh is this God. is the end of a phase of my life." And I was like, "He's gone." The movie, the movies, which I want to be optimistic in the future about, but like this would would be a fine ending, in my opinion. It was like it was a conclusion. I was yeah. very like satisfied and. It just made me reflect on where I am in, like, my own life. And I was like, wow. Right. So that was on the long list, but very important. I wanted to talk about that anyway. No, yeah, that's that's a great story. I mean, I can relate with that. Um, except with my mom, it was on a very much shorter scale. Mm. Um, for you, it was many years. Many. For us, it was one summer. But still, a lot of bonding lot happening of bonding. with the moms. Um but yeah, I I think we could have a debate uh, about that later. My... I want to just say about oh, the sorry. comment you made yeah. that the uh, um, the universe could have ended there, or like the whole movie franchise could have ended there. I heavily disagree with that. So we could talk about that later. I also think um, it could have ended in a uh, Infinity War, and I would also no. be okay. Are you kidding? 
I if it ended there, I, I wouldn't be as satisfied as Endgame, but at the same time, I'd be like, wow, you know. That, that's an interesting All right. our audience members need to start taking sides here and guess what no one's on your side look john All right if they, if they <laughs> do what they did to uh, star wars to marvel you'll be wishing what i said became true that's all i'm gonna say they're not gonna do that though that's the thing also star wars is completely different from the from uh the marvel cinematic universe yeah. so you can't compare them but you can compare um, how disney took them over and you know it's starting to run them into the ground i think i think all right that's a fair point but we can have a debate about that later let's not debate that all right um i think what me and liam decided was before we get into our number ones we were going to do uh one or two runner-ups yeah um so do you want to give both or just one of your runner-ups whatever you want to do i'll give really care. both of my runner-ups so all right sounds good uh, i guess on this list it would be number six now let, let's start with seven at number seven, uh, for my dad's, uh, I want to say it was Father's Day, might have been his birthday, but for Father's Day, uh, I bought him tickets to go see the Barrett Jackson uh, car auction down in Mohegan Sun, and me and my dad, like, we, we always watched the car shows together on TV, Gas Monkeys, all that stuff on Velocity and stuff, and... Like, I'm interested in cars, but this man grew up with them. He, he's seen all the classics, so I decided, you know, get him a ticket, bring him down to the auction, see all the cars, had a great day. Plus, we got to, you know, hang around at Mohegan Sun, so that's pretty cool. It's the casino in Connecticut, if you weren't aware. And number six was the, the was it a day trip or two-day trip uh, down to Connecticut to go be at my our friend Nick's house. Like, oh, right yeah, that beach. was a fun time. Very fun time. Uh, a lot of great memories. Amazing little beach house. We, Nick, we're going oh, yeah. back there. Prepare yourself. But, yeah. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, this the... summer. Um, we're going to be doing this summer a live uh, recording from the beach house over the summer. Oh, um, oh we're making this official? Oh, we're making this official. Buddy. That is going to be interesting. All six of us on all six of us on one podcast. I also just full disclosure. I just decided we're going to do that right now as we're speaking and recording. Yeah, he never live, told so. me this, so uh, this <laughs> must happen now. Um, I just you just kind of gave me that idea, it. and I think we should commit to it now. Um, so get ready, boys! All six of us in one room talking on microphones it's going to be a good time and i think that'd be a great way for everyone to get to know the boys you know oh, yeah. the crew so um so yeah uh we're gonna do that that's official that's gonna happen <laughs> so uh you're good with your runner-ups i think those are good runner-ups um i actually that connecticut trip was so short but like that was such a good time oh yeah so i'm really glad you put that on your list um that was on my top 10 but unfortunately it did not make six or seven um, for me, um, number seven, I, I don't, well, uh, just one context, I don't share grades, so I'm not going to say grades. Yeah, flex on me, boy. In, no, in general. Flex on me, yep. I was really happy with my outcome and how I handled organic chemistry one, only because it is notoriously known as, like, this nearly impossible class um especially to like through all pre-med students who are listening to this you can relate organic chemistry is not easy um it's what everyone talks about when you're going on the pre-med track is people are like oh get ready for organic chemistry like <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one yeah, even i know um, that so, one's like awful yeah it's 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 well known as a very hard class and i went in not gonna lie like scared out of my mind <laughs> um so i learned something though through that class and i think it's important take-home message is i guess this is geared specifically towards college students uh, but i want to say something along the lines of like don't go into any class thinking in your head that it's going to be impossible if you go in like with pre pre like given opinions of the classroom other people you're kind of gonna 
do this self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing where you think it's impossible and then in case it becomes impossible in your mind and you kind of go down this road of failure after failure after failure and it kind of becomes this thing and i'm not saying that organic chemistry is all a mind game because it's not it's it's a very hard class um i i think the big thing that helped me succeed was i took advice from one of the surgeons that i shadow um she told me john before you go into orgo uh orgo short for organic chemistry some people ask me that i I don't know who would have guessed (laughs) some people just don't know that dude okay (laughs) um yeah orgo is short for organic chemistry for those non-science majors um so when you hear kids say hey do you study for orgo you now know what it means um so she was telling me like study one hour a day and within that hour say to yourself hey i learned this in this hour and if you can do that every single day and keeping up with it consistently it it helps a ton especially with organic chemistry and i realized that process of studying like an hour a day is not ideal it's not easy to do especially being in college you're so busy all the time um but for organic chemistry i feel like specifically it's necessary and it helped a lot um and yeah that's one of my runner-ups that like just uh i'm really proud that i stuck through that process of studying an hour a day and i was pretty happy with the outcome um and then my second runner-up so number six was in 2019 i feel like um my friendships here at gw like grew a lot and i feel like that was a very good moment for me um my relationships and friendships uh through dem which is delta epsilon mu we're the pre-med pre-health professional uh fraternity here uh at gw um shameless plug um (laughs) So, uh, there's a lot of people, um, through that organization, uh, I don't have to say names, they know who they are, and I know they're going to be listening to this, um, I love them dearly, they're, like, great friends, and I feel like our friendships have grown in this past year, and I know there'll be people that I'll always be friends with, especially when I'm, like, even when I'm done with college, um. And I'm really happy that the friendships that I have now have grown to where they are now. Um, and I'm really excited for the future. And yeah, those are my two runner-ups. Yeah, I guess a good runner-up. I'd also agree that uh, learning more of how to handle college and also growing relationships in college are very important. And i got to say, 2019 yeah. was a good year for both of those, in my opinion, for me too. Yeah. So yeah, I guess now it's the time we've all been waiting for. Uh, what is Liam's number one? Oh boy, drum roll, please. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, pretty much, my number one is pretty broad: spending time right. with family. All right. Ooh. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Soft. I know, but I'm gonna narrow it down a bit. But, uh, pretty much, you know, in the past couple of years. Uh, a lot of right. stuff has been changing. My sister's, you know, going through high school, and mm-hmm. we recently lost my grandmother, my nana, who was a very much like the glue to my family for, for a while. My condolences. No, no problem. Thank you so much. And um, it it was a very interesting year. I, I I don't know how to describe it other than we got real real close this year, and it that's good. It all came to a climax when we're at our uh, family vacation again at Hampton Beach we we have a nice we, we rent a nice little cottage uh right on the main drag and has a beautiful beautiful porch and there was at one point where we sat there we're sitting on the porch all my my whole family me my mom my dad my sister Maureen we're all hanging out there, and we reflect that uh, this is the first vacation we have without our Nana, and how it it sort of became a nice little uh, memory of, like, her life and how amazing and funny she was, and it was just a very nice bonding experience. 
I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. And, yeah. you know, just spent the whole week there in the sun, in the sand, enjoying each other's time. Because I know that in the future, you know, these vacations are going to get harder. I'm going to get internships. I'm going to get jobs. I'm eventually probably going to move out of state knowing my future uh, line of work. So this is like the first year I realized how important this time was to me. And I got to say, it was a big time of reflection and self-realization. And it's definitely my number one, hands down. That's good. Nice. Um, I have to say, that was beautiful. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> it means a lot. I'm, I'm glad that you... Uh, that you had that experience, man. That's a that's something really special. Um, but you know, family family is a big thing. I think throughout, uh, especially like um, when you get to college, you kind of realize when you're like away from your family more. Like you realize like the moments that you do have are like even more special. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good number one. Um, moving on to mine, um, I I had a really hard time splitting number two and number one to the point where i'm gonna just kind of say they're about equal oh i don't know if i don't know if i'm allowed to do that yeah i'll say so it's okay so this one is equal to avengers endgame so and uh sharing the marvel uh cinematic universe experience with my mom the 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 one i'm about to say now is pretty much tied with that these are both like really big things in my life and um so this is uh this is a tied number one, I guess I could say. Um, I kind of just decided that on the spot, um, <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, so number number one, my second number one is uh, over the summer. Um, this was the first summer that um, I really got to shadow uh, at the New England Neurosurgical Associates like a lot. Like I. I've been doing it since, like, freshman year of high school-ish. So it's been a long time that I've gone there to shadow. But in the past, it was hard because um, I didn't... I feel like part of it was I didn't realize how many hours I actually need. Um, I think for some schools, you need, like, 2,500 hours or something for, like, clinical work. It's, like, a lot. Um, So... I didn't really realize that number. So this past summer, I spent a lot of my summer there, like driving there in the morning uh, to watch some surgeries, and then I would go to lunch, and then we would go to the office and do consultations. Um, but the reason, like, I put it as number as my tide number one was because it was a big moment in which I spent so much time around the people who pretty much do the job that I want to do for the rest of my life and it kind of confirmed for me that like okay yes I did this pretty much like a lot over the summer I could do this like every day for the rest of my life like and I wouldn't mind doing that like I would love doing that um and realizing that time factor and realizing like it's a lot of work and um it's something that I would enjoy was like a big deal. And I got to see some really cool stuff. I'm not going to lie. Um, I can't exactly give details only because I think I would get into legal trouble. Ooh, um, who needs hip so... Come on, man. Tell me the dirty <laughs> deets. I need to know. <laughs> um, so if you want some details, I could tell some cool stories. Maybe, um, if you just, if anyone really wants to know, you can just reach out to um, our uh, social media accounts, which will be really soon. Um, <laughs> and I could release some stories maybe um, on a one-to-one basis. But it was a really cool experience. It was very eye-opening. Um, and I'm really. it made me even more excited for what I will be doing for the rest of my life. And the people that I shadow are great. Um very intelligent, very kind, very caring people. Um, not the kind of doctors that people usually think of where, like, you know, the doctors have, like, these high egos. Like, the people that I have shadowed do not have that. 
um, they're very down to earth and humble people. That's good. And it was it was a great experience, and I am very excited for the next summer where I will do it again and hopefully create more experiences, make the bond with that work stronger for me. And I'm excited for the future, um, and to take care of people. So yeah, noble that was, cause. Uh, that was my number one, my tight number one. So yeah, solid. Yeah. All right. So is that it well, for our top fives? Yeah, it's end of the top fives, and we're starting to wow. wind down the podcast. So I think it might be time for our recommendations. What do you say, John? Yeah, I think it's time for Rex. Um, I'm going to give – so what we're going to do every episode, what we decided is we would switch off, but each week one of us will give a recommendation of anything we like that's that you can find on the Internet. And the other person will f- recommend something that you could find off the internet. Um, so, Liam, do you want to give your... I think you're doing off the internet this week. Yes. Oh, by the way, forgive the audio quality. I, since I'm living in the zoo, there's a bunch of people literally partying next door. And it is getting picked up on the audio, but I'm, try- I'm going to try to limit that in the <laughs> future. But my recommendation uh, for the week is uh, Red Rose Black Tea. Now, it seems like a pretty bland recommendation, but uh, one thing you need to know about me, I am an absolute tea addict, and uh, here at UMass, we have number one dining, but that does not mean number one tea. In my opinion, we have that rather lackluster (laughs) tea, so I had my mom uh, pretty much ship me in some quality Red Rose tea, and specifically, the cinnamon streusel type is amazing. It's nice for when you wake up, in the cold New England winter, and you're like, wow, I do not want to go to my uh, 8 a.m. calculus class, and I'm like, okay, time to make some tea, wake myself up, warm myself up, highly recommend, go get a box. It's like dirt cheap, too, so. Awesome. Um, I'm going to give my on-the-internet recommendation, so... Every morning, I have this uh, morning TV show that I watch. Oh, it's not like a TV show. It's a, actually like a YouTube show, an internet show, I guess you could say. Um, I think Liam also watches it. It's called Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. Um, these two guys, uh, their names are Rhett and Link. I'm sure you, some they of you are probably already know who they are. very hilarious. They do a lot of great stuff. They're kind of like what we're doing here. Um, they're just two best buddies, uh, friendship, uh, childhood friends who don't really have a theme, I would say, to their show. Like, you kind of can't predict what they're going to do the next day. Um, like, I think this morning, um, I don't think I watched this morning's episode yet. I, I, you watch it sporadically throughout yeah. the day. Um, but yesterday they were doing, like, um, different ways to eat peanut butter and jelly, like, in a burrito style or in a, ravioli style so it's like it's just random things and it's a really great show it's part of my morning every morning it's it's great way to start the day or end the day wherever you want to watch it um but yeah that's my on the internet recommendation so go check out good mythical morning on youtube um they also have a podcast called ear biscuits so if you want to listen to their podcast as well it's a great podcast it's one of the ones i listen to um but yeah they're they're pretty cool guys. They're really funny. Um, so go check them out. Yeah, I also highly recommend them. I enjoy them yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. So that's the end of uh of the pilot, Liam. Huh? What do you yeah. think of today? I think uh, it was pretty today good. Today was a good day. Yeah. So today, anything can today, happen, anything can and happen. we hope you guys have a great day. So please share and support, and we'll be back with you guys next week. Bye bye.